So I'm Dan, I'm the Connections Minister. Um, I don't know how to work microphones, but I do know how to connect people to Jesus. So um, yeah, we've got that going for us here at Landmark. So, so glad that you're here in person. So glad that you've joined us online. If it's your first time with us today, thank you so much for, for coming and being here. If it's your umpteenth time, you've been here a whole bunch of times, and you, you call yourself part of the Landmark family and, and work and serve and worship here, thank you for joining us today. We believe that this is family, and we say welcome home, whether you're online or whether you're here in person. We just say welcome home to everyone. Uh, we've done a lot of celebrating already today. You're going to hear more about Love the City. You heard Nathan in the welcome talk about the ways that um, we were able to uh, bless and support Agape by the ways that God has blessed and supported us as his children here and we got to do together what none of us could do alone, and we got to celebrate that. So now we get to do something that I love to do and celebrate. As I mentioned, we, we believe that this is family. So now we get to celebrate adding to our family. Um, if you're new here, or maybe you've been here a few times with us, and you hear us talk about family a lot, and you don't like your family, don't hold that against us. Just give us a chance here to kind of get to know you, to hear your story. If you love your family, then that's us too. We want to be that family that, that you love. So if you're worshiping online and, and you're thinking about when the time is right, joining a faith family, if you're local and, and can join us here, do so, please. We would love that. If you're worshiping online and, and there's somewhere else, you're in a, another area, find a, a faith family when the time is right for you to safely worship with a, a body of believers. So we've had those who have decided that they want to call Landmark home. Now we're going to get to celebrate that today. So I think we can get a slide up. Donovan and Eliza Rillian have decided that, that Landmark is home for them. So Donovan and Eliza went to school here in, in uh, Montgomery at Faulkner. Donovan works for State Farm. Eliza works at AUM. Uh, Donovan is from uh, kind of the LA area, lower Alabama. And uh, yeah, right, not Hollywood, but, but it's Mississippi and it just, he's very familiar with that area. He's an LSU fan. Feel free to hold that against him. Please do. Uh, and, uh, but, but they met here. Uh, Eliza's from Georgia and just really excited to have them back in the river region. Just moved back and, and they're wanting to work and, and serve and uh, worship here at Landmark. So excited for that. The Horn family, Hinton, Kaylin, and Leo, uh, really excited for them to be here. Hinton is campus minister at Faulkner. And Kaylin has a, a state certified uh, pastry and like delicious desserts and warm buttery bread business. We're going to get along great. Uh, so, so excited that they're here and, uh, and she gets to work from home and, and care for Leo as well. Uh, I'm really excited. Brandon and Teresa Lentz have decided that Landmark is home. So Brandon um, was one of my high school teachers. So do not go talk to Brandon uh, ever. Don't, I'm just kidding. Go, go love them well, just don't ask them about me. Uh, Brandon and Teresa are here. Brandon works at Ingram State Technical College, which partners with our prison system to provide training for uh, transition to the community. And Teresa is the manager uh, and buyer for Abby's Closet, which is part of Adam's Drugs here in Montgomery. So excited that they've joined us. Chad Wyatt is here. Uh, Chad works at Arrowhead Golf and Country Club and met some of our church family here and started a friendship and relationship. He has come to the Lord and started his walk in the past year and really excited that Chad's here. Michael Lewis. Uh, Michael works for Condell Construction and uh, has been around the River Region, but has also been around the world. Uh, Michael has done things like all of us have, built an embassy in Africa. I mean, who, who hasn't done that? Uh, so, so Michael's got some great stories, excited that he's here to, to work and serve with us. And uh, the Decapity family, really excited that Brian and Tanya, Peyton, Lane, and Ashby are going to call Landmark home and, and serve and worship and work with us. Uh, Peyton is a college student over in Auburn, and uh, Lane and Ashby are students at ACA. So 
Okay, let me catch my breath. Can we celebrate all of, all of those? So that's one of my favorite things to do. And the, and the reason is because we truly are better together. So you know you, you know your insecurities, you know your inadequacies, but you have strengths and giftings. So when I say who's gifted in this audience, you may be the last person to speak up and say so, but I believe in God's scripture. I be- believe the way that he has breathed life into his holy word. And when he says that he has gifted you, and when he says that his Holy Spirit lives in us and, and guides us and advocates for us and talks to him when we don't even know what to say, just through groans and utterings that we would never understand, I believe all of that. So I believe you are a gifted group here in person and online worshiping with us today. I believe that. I also believe that this year has been really hard and been really difficult. What, it's, uh, it's November, so we're in the 11th year of 2020 now. Some of you, like, Thursday, you're going to be like, that was hilarious. I should got this joke. But, like, for those of you who got it today, yay. Okay, more pity claps. I'm at two. I keep a running total. So, so it's the, it is November. It's really the 11th month. But it feels like the 11th year. We're all, like, um, 170 in dog years now because 2020 has just been so different. And it's been so difficult and challenging and hard. But there's been some really good things. There's been some really great stories that I've been able to hear because of where I get to work and serve here at Landmark. And I'm so thankful for that. But we're going to acknowledge this morning that 2020 has been difficult and different and strange. And that's impacted a lot of what we're doing. We're we're spaced out and and you're wearing masks right now and I get a little break from it, but I'm going to put one back on very soon. And we're doing things different because that's what we do when we love each other. And if you buy into this concept, this notion that we're better together, I joked earlier that if, you know, if you have family issues and things, but really the serious nature of it is, is that it's going to be hard to be part of a group. It always is. It always will be because we wear flesh, we're people, and people are kind of the worst if you think about it. I mean, like, we, we just are, are selfish a lot of the time, and we just, we have our ideas, and we think they're great, and then somebody else doesn't like them, and it hurts our feelings, and we just, we say, okay, well, I'm just better without them. But that's Satan at work in this life. We're better together. We really are. Scripture points to it, makes it clear, and we're going to talk about that today. So it's been a tough year. It's been a difficult year, but we're going to talk about reconnecting today. Buddy and I got together, and we're in in the Build series. So if you're joining us for the first day, this is a great series about all the ways that God builds. He builds us up through each other, the ways that he builds his kingdom, actually using us as his physical presence. It's a really exciting series to be a part of. And we talked about what would work well, what, what would dovetail nicely and fit in with talking about faith works. And Buddy and I talked about the I for inclusion. So I don't know what, um, so we're talking about reconnected, finding purpose while slowly come out of the COVID fog, where our question is why reconnect? What's the real goal here? I don't know the real definition for inclusion, so I just made one up, okay? Inclusion, doing together what none of us can do alone. And also, if we believe that, that we can do together, I mean, guys, we just saw like almost $17,000 go above our, our weekly contribution and just go straight over to Agape so they can just love foster families and foster children, adoptive families, adoptive children, and those who decide to parent, those who decide not to have an abortion, and they decide to, to parent, and they have support to do that. A single mom who decides that she's going to raise her child, that's also an incredible thing that Agape does. 
And this church family did together what none of us could do alone. And that's a great opportunity. We're going to show some, a video here in a little while and talk about Love the City. That's doing together what none of us could do alone. No one person here. There's some hard workers in this church family. There's some hard workers that I've been around my entire life. I've never met anyone that can do what our group did together yesterday. So inclusion is doing together what none of us can do alone. And I believe this. Growth happens through connection. And this is why I believe it, because God says so. That's like, if you ever like just want, now this, if you're married, I wouldn't really recommend this, but like in other situations, if you want to just be able to just settle something and maybe it's a heated moment, if, if God just makes it abundantly clear and you're speaking with someone who believes in God, then that's a great way to settle an argument. But, it, but if you are married or in a relationship with a significant other and you just say, God says so, like to prove your point, I, do not say that I told you to do that because I've, I've never said that and you will probably get yourself in a, a lot more trouble. But I can prove this. Growth happens through connection and we've got the scripture to prove it. Let's go to Colossians 2.19. So we're talking about being reconnected with the goal of inclusion. That's our I from our build series. Colossians 2.19, they have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. So if you've been here for a little while, I think the last time that I spoke up here, um, I had to be helped up on this stage. I had a major foot surgery about a year and a half ago. And I'm very thankful for a gentleman named Mike Ellis and his staff. Um, they, they do a great job. He has a physical therapy practice here in town. They, they really helped me. It was about a year-long recovery, very difficult surgery, difficult recovery, and I, I actually had to be helped up here and sit the entire time. So I'm, I'm so thankful for Mike and what his staff does. But I heard him on the radio the other day talking about high school football, talking about common injuries, and, and he was talking about stingers. And, and I didn't play football growing up, but what he was sharing is that stingers get this kind of thing like, oh, I hope it's just a stinger. I've, I've said that at, at ACA games this year. I've said, oh, I hope it's just a stinger. Hope nothing's broken. Well, what Mike spoke about was the damage that can be called through that. There's actually a really long medical term that I'm not, remember I made up my own definition for inclusion. I'm not going to try to uh, say this medical term because it'll be bad. But he talked about nerve damage. When, when nerve damage happens, when it exists, the nerve to just to regrow naturally with rest can grow, listen to this, up to a millimeter a day. A millimeter a day. Think of how many days for nerve damage that exists here, for where that feeling, where, where our command center exists, how long for regrowth and repair. Okay, when that happens, when there's separation, ligaments and sinews, the way that we're created, the way that we're designed, we have trouble growing when, when we have damage and it takes time. With nerves, a millimeter a day, how long would it take for that to, to regrow? Well, we know that growth happens through being connected to our command center, to being connected to our, the, the head that we know is our, our heavenly father. So that's our next question. Who should we reconnect with? God, his Holy Spirit, and his son, Jesus. You know why I believe it? Because there's scripture that, that tells us about it. Let's go to Colossians 1.17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Notice we're talking about that connection and reconnection and the challenges that we face with COVID. But God, scripture points us to how God is so just 
woven into, as the creator and us as the creation, growth and how things happened and, and, and where that growth comes from. So Ephesians 2.18, for through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. That spirit that I mentioned earlier that groans when we're hurting and we don't know what to say. That spirit that has a love language of the Father that's described in Romans that advocate, advocates for us and counsels us. John 15, 4. Talk about growth and being connected. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So who should we reconnect with? The relationship that matters the most, bar none, is our heavenly father, our creator. He gives us his Holy Spirit. He gives us his son, whom he was willing and required to, to part ways for a time, for his son to take on flesh, go to the cross, die for us, leave an empty tomb and overwhelm death and sin and rob that grave. And now he's seated again at the right hand of the father where he belongs. And he's going to come for us one day. So who should we connect with? God, our Father, His Holy Spirit, and His Son, Jesus, we must remain connected to that vine. The next question, who should we reconnect with? Our second answer for this, after God, the Father, His Son, and the Spirit, is each other. Okay? You know what? Like it or not, we need each other. You may be someone who's very independent, very strong-willed. You like to make a list and when you check things off that list, it's like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I just picked up peanut butter off the shelf and I'm checking it off the list. I don't make a list for peanut butter, okay? I love peanut butter, but like if I go, you know, if I end up without peanut butter, it's not gonna crush my universe. But if you love your lists, some of you in here haven't made a list in 17 years, you know? Lists are not as big a deal to you. But for some of you, when you check things off the list, it's great. Well, guess what? Both of you are incredibly gifted and talented in different ways. And both of you need each other. Those of you who are in relationships with a significant other, you're married, you didn't marry someone. You don't want someone in your life for the rest of your life who's exactly like you. And God is the hero of those differences. Well, guess what comes with differences? Some frustration some tension, some headaches, some arguments, because we are different. But guess who's still the hero of those differences? God. He doesn't stop being the hero of the differences. It's just what we do with them. It's how much we're willing to listen. If someone loves you enough to bring something up, if they love you enough to start a conversation, do you love them enough to keep the conversation going or do you just shut it down? One is a sign of love and respect, one is not. So like it or not, we need each other. So answering that question, the number two of who should we reconnect with? Each other. You know why I believe it? Because scripture says so. Here's Romans 1, 11 and 12. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Now, when Paul is writing to people who he's, he's far from proximity-wise, but he's close to through the connection of the gospel. I love when he uses language like this, that it helps me to know you and, and to be able to reach out to you. And I believe it helps you to be connected to me. We talked about that connection and the way regrowth happens, right? 
I believe that reconnection happens by sometimes putting yourself out there, by sometimes expanding your comfort zone. And just listen this morning, bear with me. You have to acknowledge that you're not okay alone. There's a reason that like the most hardened criminals in the world, what do they do when there's no other form of punishment? They just, they put them away by themselves with only their thoughts and it will torture. It will punish anyone to be completely left alone. So how do we reconnect to find inclusion? Who should we reconnect with? Without a doubt, each other. Scripture makes it very clear. There's so much that we can accomplish together, whether you like it or not. Our next slide, we are who he says we are. You're gifted. You're created in his image. He has prepared good things for you to do before you ever drew a breath in this life, before you ever did something good or something terrible in this life. He has been at work for you, and he wants you to be his physical presence, his hands and feet. He is, we are who he says we are. We need each other. I need you, and you need me. God makes this abundantly clear through Scripture. Let's look at some more Scripture that backs us up. You know why I believe it? Because God says so. He says it right here in Scripture. 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Love calls us to more, right? See, He is the absolute best thing that exists. And He is the best news, God our Father, that we can share with anyone. But you know, if we're going to say there's a next best thing, let's look at our greatest commands. Teacher, what are the greatest commands? Love the Lord your God with everything you got. Everything. Every ounce of your being. Love him. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Teacher, can we just focus on that first part? Because my neighbor, like the people around me, they, they don't really do what I want them to do all the time. Tough. Love the Lord your God with everything you got, every ounce of your being, and love your neighbor and love them well. Scripture has a calling on us that's not just love them okay or love them decent. It's love them well. And when we're born of God, we know love and we share love. We have something the world needs. This hope, this inclusion we know as the family of God, we've got to share it. We've got to take it outside these walls. Again, we're not him. But in his infinite wisdom... And we wonder about this sometimes, right? He has chosen you and he's chosen me to be his hands and feet, his physical presence to keep him alive in this world and to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. That is how he set things up. And he is who he says we are. You're gifted, you are talented, and we have something the world needs. The most hopeless, desperate thing is anyone who's worshiping online with us today or here in person, if you have a question about God, if, you, if you're just not sure, we want to pray with you. We want to talk with you. All questions are welcome because the greatest hope that there is is knowing and believing with all of your heart that there's more than this life. The way 2020 has been, it's most difficult for most of us, maybe ever, in a lot of ways. But as followers of Christ, we know there's more. He calls us to more. He gifts us with more through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So we've talked about the need for sharing the hope and inclusion that we have with others. We've talked about who do we reconnect with. Well, the next question is how do we reconnect? I'm so glad you asked. Okay, you may not have asked. That was my third pity laugh just for the running total. But 
Maybe you're, well, how do we reconnect? Things are just weird. Things are messed up. COVID's hard. COVID's hard. I can't just, I can't just go right up to people. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's pray about it. Let's think about it. I can't just do this. I can't just do that. You know what you can do? A whole lot more than we can't, but it's just not easy. It's not convenient. We're going to have to think through. We're going to have to pray and really lean on God. You know, I would say to me, imagine that. How many times have I tried to solve a problem? How many times have I tried to come up with a solution by just thinking about what is it about me that can fix this? And then just like, so sometimes God, just figuratively and and maybe literally, you've had a brick dropped on your head. I I hope not. But sometimes I think there's just just a gentle nudge, right? On our shoulder, just a, a a nice whisper from that loving Heavenly Father. And sometimes I think he's just like, hey, y'all watch this, like up in heaven, and he just throws this brick, and it just hits you in the head, and you're like, I didn't ask for this. This is really hard. This just like knocked me senseless. I don't know how I'm going to grasp this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And God's like, you, you need me. I want you. I don't need you. God is who he is with or without us, but he wants us to be his hands and feet, and he wants us to be with him forever and ever and ever. So, I'm glad you asked about how we reconnect. In the pew in front of you, on the back, there are some forms there. It's Faith Work Sunday, okay? And I'm excited about this. But let me be quick to say, 2020 has been different. So take those forms out. If you're new, if you've been here for a long time, please take the forms out and and look at them with me. This year's been different. So it shouldn't surprise any of us that Faith Works is going to be a little different this year. Now, please listen closely as you're looking these forms over, okay? Faith Works 2020, all the things that our church family signed up to do in 2020, it still exists. We have a record of all of that. Ministry leaders have that information. And as we're able to add back and add ministries back, I'm so excited about that. I'm thrilled about that. And we're going to connect you to those ministries as we re-engage so many of our ministry areas that we haven't been able to offer in 2020, okay? By show of nodding, everybody kind of tracking with me, okay? Online, I, I hope and pray that you're listening closely because this list is going to look different. You can access this through our website. Here in person, we have our paper forms. This is different because this year's been different. This isn't a year like last year where we could just, every single ministry that's offered in any shape, form, or fashion here, we can just lay it out in front of you and just let you think over it and pray over it. But, but here's, here's maybe a benefit, if you'll listen with me for just a moment. What if this is an opportunity for us to simplify, okay? And then as we add things back, we'll celebrate that. Before too long, we'll put out for like worship ministry, what happens on Sundays, it's not listed here because we're going to be adding to that. So, so we'll put out a call for that, very specifically and in a very focused way. But when you look at the left column of serving in, you know, singing and leading worship, that's not listed on here today, but it's going to be. And it's still on here from 2020. If you turn in a 2020 forum, we have that. Ministry leaders have that. And they can contact you as we re-engage, okay? It's staying there. But 2021, this is a chance for us as a church family For you, everyone in this room and everyone online, sign up for a way to serve in and a way to serve out. We're going to serve in and out. And we need you. You may not see your favorite thing on here, okay? You may not see the thing that you just wake up and go to bed um, thinking about because you're passionate about it. It It is your heart. And it may be an area that we're going to add back. Or maybe it's a dream of yours to lead a ministry and it's something we don't offer right now. 
I'm Dan. I'm the Connections Minister. I would love to talk with you about that. I love it when our members have ideas about ways to serve and we add that to what we're doing or it's already in some ways part of what we're doing and we just tweak something or we add it to it. I love that. That is what I wake up and go to bed thinking about. People connecting through creative ways. You may have a very creative mind. You don't make the lists that we talked about earlier, okay? And you may not see as much on here right now. We will be adding it back and 2020 is still here, okay? We want everyone here to sign up for a way to serve in and a way to serve out. And we're going to build these ministries maybe in a way that they've never been built or loved before because of COVID. How about that? Maybe what our enemy means for harm and all of our hearts and feeling desperate and isolated. We turn this thing around and you sign up for a way to serve in and a way to serve out. Our God is so good and he is going to see us through this year and into the next year. We want you to look at this form. You've got an opportunity for a commitment card about giving that, that's perforated. You can tear that off and put it in an envelope. These will go in our baskets that we'll have for you at all four exits when worship is over today. Please look this form over. Nothing's going away, okay? But we are slowly reintroducing and re-engaging some ministry areas. These are where we feel like we can confidently have you sign up and someone can contact you within a week or two and we're not gonna have to wait and see if these happen. Does that make sense? We can do that today. So online and in person, we'd love for you to sign up for a way to serve in and a way to serve out and make a financial commitment. You'll also see that there's a description page, front and back of each ministry area. It gives you some more, um, just a little bit more to chew on as you think about it. In just a moment, we're going to um, watch a video and it's gonna be an opportunity for you to continue to watch something on the screen, but to also, also think about this. So we've answered the question of, of how do we reconnect? It's faith works. So now we're going to think through, does connection through serving really matter? If you'll turn your attention toward the screen, we're going to watch a short video together. Great day with Love the City. If you're not familiar with Love the City, please uh, just pay attention to our social media. And uh, if you're online with us, just reach out to, to me. I, I'd love to share with you. It's a concept about in the name of Jesus, lifting his name above the name of any any church family anywhere, but pulling together and doing kingdom work. And, and we had an awesome day yesterday. And so I asked that question, does connection through serving really matter? Well, I hope you saw in the video, a lot was done. I, I could go on and on about it. It was, it was a beautiful thing to see and be a part of. But I've got two of my friends. Uh, can y'all join me in welcoming Caitlin and Mr. Bob up here? So Caitlin and Bob have joined me up here uh, at my request. Um, much to their dismay, and uh, they both wanted to fight me on it, but they just, they just trusted, and, uh, and I'm so thankful for that. But I asked them up here for them to share a little bit of their story. See, I believe that their story matters. I believe that your story matters. I believe that God's at work in all of our lives, and I believe that serving is a great way to participate in discipleship, and you'll see that, and if you've seen it, you know it, and we want to reawaken that in, in your heart in whatever way. So I'm going to ask them a couple of questions. I'll start with Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin, what is it about serving here at Landmark and in what area uh, that just really impacted you and, and how has it changed the trajectory for you and, and your family, for you and your husband? 
So I serve in the children's ministry and I teach the preschoolers um, most Sundays because I love it so much. Every Sunday they'll let her. Every Sunday they'll let me. (laughs) Um, So it opened a door to um, just opportunities that I didn't even know I wanted. Um, I've been serving for about two years now, so about a year into serving, I just was working a job that really wasn't for me. Um, It just drained me daily. And so my husband and I started talking and praying. It's like, what do I want to do? What what do I want to be, I guess you could say? And I have a background in counseling. My bachelor's degree is in counseling. So long story short, we came to this point where it's like we always went back to Sunday and how it energized me enough to get through the week and how Sunday always was my favorite day, of course, being in church. But Sunday always started with being in the children's ministry with all your children. And long story short, I just was like, I want to be a teacher. And so we took the steps to do that, and it wouldn't have happened without starting out in the children, serving in the children's ministry. Can we celebrate teachers and thank <laughs> Caitlin for that decision? Absolutely. Where would any of us be without teachers? Um, but, but Caitlin... What would you say to someone that's hearing that, like, okay, that's, that's well and good for her, but she must have already just been like super equipped. She must be somebody that's just really flexible and just rolls with the punches. She probably doesn't even like a checklist. What, what, would, you, what would you say to that? Um, yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> you, I was that person. I was like, oh, that's not for me. I have no experience with children. I had none, everyone, no experience. Um, but when I finally decided to do it, it just, I didn't ever think of myself as a teacher. It didn't feel natural. But when I got in the classroom with the kids, it just fell into place. It felt like a gift that I didn't even know I had. And if you have that same feeling of someone else is going to do it, someone else will step up into the plate, maybe that someone's you, then you might learn something new about yourself you didn't even know was there. I love that. That, that's mm-hmm. something that creeps into all of our minds and hearts. It's like somebody else will do it. They're much more equipped. They're much more gifted. And uh, I'm so thankful uh, as a parent of, of children here and just thanking, for, thanking you as being a teacher uh, that you listened to that. And I believe that was the spirit at work. So Mr. Bob is my buddy. Uh, we get to see each other every week. He comes by and, and sits down for a minute when, when he has time and can because he's a very busy man, uh, probably busier than me. And uh, he comes by and he asks me how I'm doing. And, and I appreciate that so much. But the reason that I have him here today is because uh, he is very close to uh, the hospice ministry. And he works with a fantastic team of ministry leaders that serve in beautiful ways. Um, but Mr. Bob, tell us about how you um, found out about the hospice ministry here and how you found yourself connected to that. Well, I joined... Um Landmark about five and a half years ago. I had family members here. Really knew some people, not too many. This form came around, and I said, I can get involved with this. Uh, I had just gone through uh, a hospice experience twice. And uh, I said, this is something I can do. And so I signed up with it. I met uh, the leaders, Tony, Elaine, Royanne, and Kelly, and... uh, there I am. I'm involved with it. Tell us a little bit about what it's meant to you and maybe what you feel like it's meant to others. Maybe, maybe a unique story, something that just came out of your time serving with hospice. Well, I, I can't really tell the story until I mention that um, I also met 
Jennifer Mitchell here who's involved with our journey of hope. Now, you don't often refuse her. And, um, <laughs> Not if you know what's good for you. Jennifer, uh, I love you. Uh, she got me involved with a class or a course that they were conducting uh, on our journey of hope, how to support people who are desperately ill and uh, how you support uh, the caregivers of people involved with uh, cancer. I went through that program and um, I learned a great deal, but I said, I, I can't really do this sort of thing. Hey, thanks, Jennifer. It was nice. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there was a uh, Kelly and Royanne's father uh, in the church at uh, Capitol Heights contacted them and said, we have a member who needs some help. We don't have the resources to do it. Can you people do this? Uh, Kelly went to see this man and took him food out of her own pocket and came back and says, this man needs some help. He's uh, got pancreatic cancer. He does get around. Um, he rides a bicycle to church. And he's in the church, rain or shine. And uh, so I went over. I met him. We'll call him Mr. Jim. And I looked in there, and what food she had brought to him was totally gone. I looked in the cabinets and the refrigerator. There was nothing there. So we came back to hospice, and we filled him up. Um, gave him my number. He gave me his we would communicate. I'd check with him. Do you need something? Yes. Uh, if not, we just chatted. Uh, came around that uh, he needed to pay a bill. He's living in an assisted living facility where he had to pay a power bill. Um, he didn't have the money. We paid the power bill for it. Um, next, uh, he found out that he, yes, he would ride his bicycle to some doctor's appointments and some it was too far away. He'd call me. Sure, I'll, I'll take you there. Um, a lot of things went on. Frankly, we never really talked about his illness. We talked about him. I don't feel good or I do feel good. Um, we talked about a lot of things. Come to find out I knew a lot of people he knew. And um, uh, as it went on, um, he moved out of that facility in another one because that facility had some uh, building problems. Um, Continue to visit with him, could take him to doctor's visits. I hadn't heard from him for about a couple of weeks. I got a call from him, and he said, can you pick me up at the hospital? I said, uh, I've been in the hospital. I know, I, no wonder I couldn't reach him. Um, I said, sure, I picked him up. They wouldn't let him out unless somebody picked him up. And so I brought him home. We got him set up again, and he did not look very well. Um, we still had problems communicating because he had a phone that he had put time on, and when that time was gone, it was hard to get in touch with. Um, we did go to some other doctor's appointments. I tried to reach him one time, couldn't reach him. No phone, he never called me. Um, after a period of time, I contacted the director of the uh, facility and says, yes, his son from North Alabama um, took him out. Do you have, know how to get in touch with him? No. That, you know, after a year and a half, uh, kind of disconcerting here. Um, about oh, 10 days later, there was a, a brief, a very nice obituary appeared in the paper for him. That's, that's Jim's story. And, that, and that's a hard story because, and if you've noticed, we've talked about from our very young ones to helping 
folks transition to end of life. And Mr. Bob personally experienced hospice um, with his wife, requiring hospice on two separate occasions, and then having help and support with her transitioning uh, to passing from this life. But what we can hear in this is that some of the most meaningful conversations and stories, they don't happen. Yesterday was wonderful, and I love the video that you saw, and I'm so thankful for it. But that's something that we could make look good, and and we could put a song with it. And, And I love it, and it's beautiful. But having a relationship that goes on for a year and a half, where Mr. Bob had a hard time tracking down Jim and back and forth, but he was there and, and provided this, this opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then learning of his passing, it's not ideal through, through uh, obituary in the paper. But those ministries that we have that are from young people to helping those transition to end of life care, they matter. So that question, does connection through serving really matter? I think you have your answer this morning and, and you're needed. We all please thank them for their time up here today. Thank you so much. So in just a minute, we're going to uh, have a song. And during the song, you're going to have just a few more moments to think about this form, serving in and serving out. We want to love each other well here. It matters. What we do together, our worship today has been awesome, and I'm so thankful for it. But we have to take this hope and good news outside these walls. So we need you to sign up for a way to serve in and a way to serve out. And our call to action today is for all of us to reconnect with the goal of inclusion in God's family and inclusion in God's work. So as we sing this song, look at that form, pray about it. Pray about your, your offering, your, your goal, your contribution for the upcoming year. Just know that you're loved and supported here and that you are gifted and that you're a son or a daughter of the one true king. We would love to have you join us in the work and, and serve here. Thank you again so much.